Hey everyone, here's your first morning sense of the day. Tesla held its annual shareholder meeting and highly anticipated battery day. And today the stock is tanking. So here are the highlights and let's get into it. So as it pertains to delivery guidance and production goals, uh, Musk announced plans for Tesla to build an affordable electric car that is supposed to be priced at about $25,000 using significantly lower cost batteries. Uh, and he estimated they would be ready in around three years. Uh, Tesla aims to eventually hit uh, an annual production level of 20 million vehicles a year, according to Musk, uh, which is a steep rise after selling about 367,000 cars last year. Uh, by comparison, Volkswagen, which is the world's best-selling individual auto company, sold about 10 million last year. So very lofty and ambitious uh, goals. Musk also projects 30 to 40 percent delivery growth for this year, even despite pandemic conditions. And Tesla actually saw deliveries rise 50 percent last year. And Tesla shipped 180,000 cars in the first half of this year, 2020, and expect to push around half a million for the full year. So yes, Tesla has been on a tear and they've been growing quite a bit. But Musk had also previously promised to reach production levels of half a million in 2018 and 1 million by this year. So again, Elon, we all know that Elon Musk is a little bit over ambitious in terms of timelines. Talking a little bit more about the battery tech, Elon Musk didn't give exact price figures, but Tesla's cheaper batteries could be realized in about three years, according to them. Uh, Tesla showed off a new cell that could allow the company to save money because they're faster to manufacture and use fewer materials while storing more energy. Some of these highlights include tablets and using silicon. So with all these enhancements they announced yesterday, they estimate that that will boost range for their vehicles by 54%. Musk also projects to cut the cost around 56%, which would suggest a price far below the $100 per kilowatt hour threshold, generally accepted for electric vehicles to reach price parity with gas powered vehicles. And given the success of the Model 3 and now the Model why we know we're about there because according to benchmark mineral intelligence tesla's battery costs for the model 3 are roughly hundred dollars per kilowatt hour so we were already kind of close but if they can cut the battery costs in half and way under the hundred dollars per kilowatt hour metric that would be even more transformational and would make electric vehicles specifically teslas have a huge competitive advantage over gas-powered cars tesla's also planning for a massive volume spike in battery cell production in 2022 after they can build some of these facilities aiming to deliver triple the number of cells it made last year in the Nevada factory. So right now, Tesla sources about 100 gigawatt hours worth of cells from outside suppliers. But by the end of this year, the company aims to produce about 10 gigawatt hours of new cells at its pilot plant. For those of you tracking it, we didn't get an announcement about Tesla's rumored million mile battery, which is expected to last 1 million miles over its lifespan. So here's my two cents and let's dissect a few things from battery day. So a 56% reduction in battery costs per kilowatt hour achieved in the next three years, to me sounds very impressive and shows a commanding lead in battery technology over any other EV manufacturer. This proposed battery technology will allow for meaningful range boosts in its current vehicles and the production of an economically priced 25 thousand dollars sedan that they can sell in significant volumes to customers that they're not serving right now battery day to me was really cool because they've finally shown me a path to a comparative advantage over internal combustion engine vehicles and if they can achieve these battery goals i have no hesitation they can hit 90 to 100 billion in revenues shortly after that for reference ford motor company ticker f has sold about 140 150 billion dollars in revenue every year for the last few years that being said i do think that elon musk's timeline is ambitious as usual and the more optimistic equity research analysts 
analysts that I'm looking at are projecting 90 to 100 billion in revenue sometime in the vicinity of 2025, so around five years. And that makes a little bit more sense to me, giving them some lag time to build all these facilities and really ramp up production. I've also really quickly this morning run these generally optimistic assumptions through this very simple Tesla DCF model that I built a long time ago. And a lot of you know and saw the video where I was telling you that I was sold the last of my Tesla shares back around peak, which was around 440, 450 bucks a share. Now that they've shown me a real plan in the next three to five years to reach price and competitive advantage over internal combustion engines, today I'm issuing a Justin fanboy target price of 450 bucks a share for Tesla stock. So why is Tesla stock trading down so heavily today? So a lot of times in the stock market, and I've been harping on this on Twitter and newsletter for a while, uh, when expectations for announcements are really high and there's just a lot of hype around a stock, many times stocks trade up in anticipation for good announcements, but down afterwards. And that's something the Wall Street industry has long called buy the rumor, sell the news. But to me, Battery Day revealed an actual plan to make Tesla automobiles a better choice than any other car. For those of you that have driven some, you'll really know the experience is just better. And if you can make it cost competitive or cost advantageous, it's even better. And given I am a Tesla Tesla optimist and fanboy at heart, and I've just stamped a $450 Justin O fanboy target price on Tesla stock. If you're dead set on investing behind clean energy vehicles, storage, and autonomous driving, then Tesla's the one to buy, not any other one, especially on today's sell the news stock weakness. But I also don't think it's a screaming buy, and here's why. So let's compare it with uh, another growth company that we've run across, Tattooed Chef, which trades under the ticker FMCI. Um, they have similar 30% gross margin profiles, but double the growth. They're growing at 100% a year. Um, FMCI trades at 10 times 2022 gross profit. That's assuming if they continue the growth over through 2022. Um, so FMCI, in other words, will grow into its current valuation two and a half times faster than Tesla will. Instead, another way, you're buying Tattooed Chef's growth profile at 60% less than Tesla's. Furthermore, I'm concerned about Tesla's sales over the next three years. I have no doubt that they'll continue strong growth, but they might not see the transformational upside in sales growth until they actually deliver the cheaper batteries. And what I mean by that is as an anticipated buyer of a few Tesla vehicles myself, so I was actually planning on one to two vehicles over the next one to two to three years, I now find myself wanting to wait a few years to get the 500 plus mile versions of the cars instead of buying over the next year and being left in the proverbial dust. So just know if you buy or own Tesla stock, I would be ready for some whipsawing over the next couple of years as sales growth might actually taper off in the short term, but step up meaningfully in the long term once they deliver this vision. Here's your second couple cents of the day. Johnson & Johnson announced today that it started a 60,000 person late stage trial of its single dose experimental COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, the clinical study is testing volunteers on three continents, so North America, South America, and Africa. And Johnson & Johnson is now the fourth coronavirus vaccine candidate to enter final stage testing in the United States. So why does this matter? Obviously, COVID-19 is a big thing. We've talked about it for a while. Um, Johnson & Johnson's candidate has shown promising results in earlier trials. J&J &J Chief Scientific Officer Paul 
Stoffels said the candidates for study generated the expected immune responses and was generally well tolerated, but the side effects did include fever and flu-like symptoms, which are kind of standard for vaccines. J&J's version of the vaccine is known as a viral vector shot because it uses modified adenovirus, a virus that can cause the common cold, to deliver genetic instructions, teaching the human immune system to build a defense against the coronavirus. And like I talked about in my Moderna video, it's really impressive that it's a single dose shot and a really impressive timeline for a single dose shot. J&J uh, began developing the vaccine earlier this year and only started its first study in humans in about July. J&J has said that it can glean pivotal results early next year. And if the findings are positive, J&J can pursue emergency use approval from the government soon thereafter. And J&J is also working with the UK government on a separate late stage study, testing a two dose version of the vaccine. As a reminder, both the National Institutes of Health and the Department of Health and Human Services are helping fund the approximately $480 million study. And J&J agreed to a $1 billion deal from the federal government to provide 100 million doses to the US if approved. So this is all part of the US government's warp speed program committing to hastening the vaccine development process, which has grown to an $18 billion budget from its original mark of about 10 billion. As far as its competitors, Moderna's vaccine candidate started final stage testing in July and has signed up 26,000 volunteers. The Pfizer BioNTech candidate is in the middle of late stage trials with 32,000 participants and Moderna and Pfizer can see preliminary results in October, but possibly later, so we don't know yet. And the AstraZeneca Oxford candidate has also begun large-scale trials, but an unexpected safety issue put it on pause. So going back to my analysis and video on Moderna, ticker mRNA, and if you haven't seen that video, go to my channel and go watch that video if you're interested. I loosely estimate the global COVID vaccine industry to be worth around $100 billion in an ongoing endemic stage. At 146 bucks a share, Johnson & Johnson, ticker J&J, is already huge and trading at a $395 billion valuation. Even if they can take 25% of the COVID-19 vaccine industry, that would only represent a 6 to 7% upside potential in J&J stock. That being said, J&J is a dominant and stable business trading at a reasonable 12 and a half times 2021 estimated EBITDA and carries over a 5% free cash flow yield. So it's a pretty good choice as a defensive stock in a frothy market if that's what you're interested in. Thanks for watching and please don't forget to like this video and subscribe to my channel. And don't forget to sign up for Morning Sense, which is our daily newsletter to get all this news and analysis in real time. Until next time, happy investing.